Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to The Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How's it going tonight, Mike? It's going great. Going awesome. Fantastic. It was a good week. Yeah. Super good week. Got to watch my good movie. Yep, yep. I've been looking forward to forever. Very highly anticipated... I mean, to the point where in our in our various group chats and such, I was I was throwing some shade on you for uh, setting your <laughs> expectations too high. That's you know, that's one of my whatever if you want to say like motto or something that's a little a little more pretentious than I'm than I mean to be. But yeah, you know, I I half jokingly say that that satisfaction in in most areas of life is is all about moderating your expectations, which is. You know, I'm, I'm being overly cynical with that, but uh, well, I kind of particularly get in movies. I mean, I mean, we talked at length about Last Jedi and how, you know, to me, a big part of what made that film disappointing to to me and I think to you as well was, you know, the high expectations that I had for it. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll give that the same amount, I guess, a little bit. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of movies that. I set it up too high and it could never be. And I, and I always say that, uh, of all things, the Star Wars does uh, movies do have that problem. I thought that's the actual thing that wrecked Phantom Menace is that you have 30-some years of, of expectations. There was there was no movie that could ever come out that would be... Yeah, and I mean... I mean if it was episode 7, it would still be called terrible. And I, I mean, it's, it's like so many other things. It's like, uh, you know, telling somebody not to think about blue elephants or whatever. It If your your expectations are high, you can't just, you know, like will them down uh it's it is what it is but well i i did have i did have with with black panther i mean we we've kind of documented that that was my show to most anticipated to show when we talked about the end of last year way back like our third episode that was the one that i had been wanting to watch so you're right it was pretty high but um i mean mine was justice league so you win on the uh who's (laughs) who's i mean sticking with marvel was a good choice i i think my my only you know i did not have high expectations for justice league because batman vs superman was so horrible i was just anticipating i'm like let me i want to see what they're gonna do like they made one awful movie and one amazing movie what's what's it gonna it wasn't you know i wasn't expecting it necessarily to be good i was just anticipating it because of that curiosity yeah well well um before Black Panther came out, I started I started to uh, um, kind of go the other way though with my ex- expectations. Maybe that helped because, I mean, I'm 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 pretty solid going on record that critics you know bother me or the critic scores and they're, they're very sketchy. Geek scholars is about the only thing that that I I trust these days. <laughs> um, but the um, so when Black Panther before Black Panther came out, they did the whole glowing crazy reviews almost 100 percent on rotten tomatoes of black panther and how it's revolutionary and amazing and wonderful i was like all right this if the critics are going crazy for it it's gonna be a bomb it's there's or there's just gonna be something that can't be right about this there's just no way that we can have both so my expectations got tempered a bit because of that that you know okay so maybe i shouldn't be too excited about this let's just go in there and see what it is um, it's and then I was like really really happy. I mean I, I yeah I think you said like the difference between choosing wisely. I I do. I'm Black Panther. Well, I guess we gonna launch right into Black Panther right off the bat. Um, Black Panther was is it. I mean Marvel did it again. I think that I I'm stunned. I watched it with uh with Pat, our buddy Pat, mm-hmm. 
Um, and when it was done, both of us just sat in there and we're just talking about it and how, you know, you got 10 years of one studio cranking out quality movies. Yeah, there's a few stumbles here and there that, that at the worst they land in the okay range. But even like Thor Dark World wasn't a terrible movie. You know, right. it was just fine. So to have one studio just continue to, to, oh, look, that's a Marvel movie. I can at least feel that it's going to be, you know, at least okay, if not skyrocketed, is amazing. And Black Panther just set another high bar. Um, it's probably top mm, top five, at least, for my Marvel movies. Out of all, out of all the Marvel movies. Yeah, out of all, all the MCU stuff, it's definitely at least top five. I mean, I want to say top three, but I, I'm not really ranking stuff right now. In, in yeah, my head, yeah. Safe bet to say five. I um, mean, there, how many have yeah. there been? Oh, like God, a dozen? No, there's there's a great oh at least a dozen. There's more than that. I oh, mean, okay. there's like, isn't there a dozen like Iron Man movies? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, Iron Man had three three movies. Cap had like two or three. Right. Yeah, about three movies, I think. So yeah, they they they're. They're there, and there's been three Avengers movies, and so it, com- it comes out. Um, the uh, what did you think? I liked it. I liked it. I I came from you know not knowing not knowing anything about these characters, having no expectation. Um, all of the uh, you know the kind of the ethical conflicts were all they didn't they didn't bother me i know that's something we've talked about between last jedi and greatest showman like how the the director and the writer handle like kind of complex generally very personal issues and and how well that that sits with me as an audience member i think having all of the characters be um whatever african i guess not african-american because they're literally in africa Um, they're african right yeah makes that a little a little more i'm gonna say palatable and i'm sure you know i'm sure everyone is is very eager to hear a couple more middle-aged white guys opinions on uh (laughs) complex (laughs) social justice issues but it made it it made it a little more i'm gonna say a little more palatable it's not like there was a you know a, a preachy message that it was more, you know, it's just, it made it interesting. Like I could see both sides of it sort of at a remove because neither, neither side is, is all that directly relatable to me. Kind of just like, right. um, you know, the wonder woman. Well, the, the, the thing when we, and I mean, not going into politics or any kind of deep stuff here, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say from a middle-aged white guy that a lot of times when social politics and things are brought into movies or entertainment or anything in the news or just brought up to you personally, it, it it's hard to not feel attacked personally yeah. a bit there. So, so um, it's, it's kind of like presenting issues and especially even if you're, you know, a social justice warrior, middle-aged white guy who is doing everything that you can, you know, to do, to save the whales, whatever, um, <laughs> you, you still feel a little bit, you know, preached to, I guess sometimes, and you, no matter, you can't be good enough. So when you see a movie like black Panther or some other great ones and, and it's giving you the, you really all of a sudden start to relate and feel and, and, and understand. And from a standpoint of, you know, this is right. This is this, you want to be on board with them and you are, you are, it's not being preached to at all. You're like one in the same part of that thing. And all of a sudden, you get it 
and you want to be a part of it and it makes you feel um understand you understand a lot more and start you know humanizing things yeah. and relate that's that's awesome yeah you know? and it's a little bit so um it reminded me a little bit of um uh eric uh magneto oh yeah lyncher uh magneto yeah the uh when, the war war the, yeah stuff? the the you know the um nazi yeah camps. the nazi camps and the um what's the word for that the like labeling the indexing of people which, oh, branding which them, is yeah. the issue there where it's the um where they make the they make the evil quote unquote evil scheme of the big bad very very relatable and understandable right like the the villain has enough backstory that you understand their motivations oh yeah right i i do want to say it makes a much more compelling villain than just like you know oh it's it's you know the joker and he's crazy which i mean i love the joker but you know right no that i want i want to say um to to be clear about it the the black panther isn't uh, that movie if people haven't watched it yet it's not about all about the social issues of being between black and white world, or they. No. they I love how they it's call a, it's a very colonist. It's generally a very personal story, and all it, all yeah, the relationships, all the conflicts. But but it but it does it does present that there is a difference and a divide, like there really is in the world, in in a in a way, and it, it takes some social issues like the police and and whatnot, but just just puts them in a way that you know they're there. We all know what they're talking about. They don't have to talk. And and the word is that you and I have used offline is preachy. At no point did I ever feel that Black Panther was preaching at me as as a white guy. It just made me feel like, yeah, they're right at everything they're saying here. And then they're going to address it in totally different ways and different angles from a, a true personable standpoint. Mm-hmm that you relate with all the time. So no, I, I was not just preached to, I was shown relatable things in, in a way that makes me want to be not, not necessarily champion social issues, but you know, relate, I guess a lot yeah. more and have conversations and stuff. So it was great. I, I really, from that, just from that standpoint, man, it hit it out of the park. You know, it just, it did. I want to watch more black Panther. I want I loved <laughs> the main villain. I mean, for just as always, we full spoilers here. So if you haven't watched Black Panther, we haven't spoiled it yet, but we will. Um, but I love the main villain. I think Killmonger was um, a guy that I didn't want to see die at the end. I wanted I wanted to see him continue on. He was the closest to Loki that we've had and a, a fantastic Marvel villain. Right. Um, not a big fan of Michael B. Jordan in general. Not anything about him. He's just not that great. Mm-hmm. But in this one, he was great. I mean, he was he was he was was it uh, modern and but kind of i don't know the best scene in the whole movie was was the one where he goes into like the soul world and he's talking to his dad yeah and they goes back and forth between him being a kid and an adult like oh man that was that was such an amazing you know whoever the director was that guy has got it down he knows the way to make me feel about this character yeah um, yeah. interesting, uh, little anecdote with that. You said, um, reminded me of that. I, I talked last week or maybe the week before about the app, uh, run P. 
And okay. they did something different with it where they're using some kind of currency. Oh, it's the, to, to go out to it the gives you the time. The yeah, movie. they're they're trying to monetize it in some way because it's a free app. So I get that. But yeah, um, sure. the 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 person who wrote who picked out the times, you know, they have they have little descriptions of each of the of each of the windows. If so, if you don't want to look at your phone or try to run the timer or whatever, um, you can read, you know, so they'll describe like. You know, this movie was kind of tricky to find, you know, good times because of this, this, this. And then they'll they'll yeah. name out like three to five of them or whatever. And yeah. and so they describe it. They're like, you know, Andy Serkis looks at looks in the mirror and makes a kissy face. And that's that's when it yeah. starts. It's 30. It's 59 minutes in. And oh, so, you know, this is a good. Time. Yeah, they're like they're like, this is a scene of dialogue where they really just explain what vibranium is and if you're familiar with the franchise you already know it and if you're not you don't need this scene to understand the movie and after the movie i went and read the because they also will say how many and when the post-credits scenes are yeah which is handy so you know you know Oh, that's I right. Mean, that's that's actually that's Marvel perfect. always does it, so it's whatever. But um, right, but it's good to know like how long that's going to be. After the movie, I went back and read all of the the intro on the on that information, and she said um, the four times that she picked were all just like expositional dialogue scenes. The first one is the uh, is when the main character goes into the ancestral plane. And talks to his father. Yeah, and she said, you know, she said she picked she picked all of these expositional dialogue scenes that are not telling you anything essential to the movie, and that way you won't miss any of the great action sequences. And sure. I was like, I was like, man, I would have rather had breaks during the action sequences. Like, <laughs> it depends de- on what, what you're depending there depending on depending on what's going on, like. Um, the if, if it's just a car chase or something i'm like that might be cool but i would have you know maybe had the option or whatever i ended up i was sitting way, we yeah. got there late so i was way on the inside the theater has just one aisle down the middle and yeah. so i was way over by the wall and i'm like i'm not climbing over four people to get another beer <laughs> i i couldn't I, I gotta say that that car chase that I, I, it's weird to have me say that that was the the boringest part of the action scenes because there were some genuinely cool point parts in it, but yeah, I, I didn't think that that was. I, I, that's the point actually when that happened that I was feeling like okay, this movie, what's it gonna do? I don't really feel that it's exciting me too much. That was when it started to feel like a little bit of a lull, um, and here we had a big action piece and it really wasn't doing it for me. There was. The scene when um, I wish I remember their names, but the uh, uh, the female general mm-hmm. she throws her spear through the the car and it hits the ground and stops him. That was very cool. Yeah, I mean that was that was super cool. And then also when when the car blows up and the, the little sister is like, or one of the yeah is like sliding down the, the path or something. Or no, it was the, the 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 love interest was sliding down, just holding onto the steering wheel. That was funny. Oh yeah, because um, the little then, sister's not there. Yeah. 
Right, right. And then the the uh, the Black Panther himself, his suit like exploding. That that was a couple cool scenes. Yeah, yeah. But over overall, that that wasn't that interesting of a of a an action sequence. The last one was pretty amazing and awesome. They did lots of cool stuff. All the when Killmonger fought the the one on one bat duels were neat. Um, yeah, they, I mean it, it was cool, but but in that middle there, it just started to drag. And then once my big thing was when. Um, I think it was after um, Andy Circus dies is when things got that, better. That was the one moment where I was like, that felt like a real throwaway. It like did. you have but, these, you have this character, and it's kind of interesting. It's the first time in a long time that I've seen Andy Circus not doing mocap, and he just like shot in the head. He's done. Yeah, but you know what that was. They had to get the rid of him like before that? they could bring. Uh, bring martin freeman in like the movie had a one white guy quota maximum <laughs> right. maximum it's like the opposite no, no, of, no. of most movies right no i i actually think that what the reason you feel that way is because andy circus did just a great job mm-hmm. i i think that that the that claw ulysses claw it was probably written as a throwaway character and was not supposed to be the main thing but the way he just acted and played it was like really really interesting and i liked watching him and wanted more of that yeah and I was like, okay, he's he's got something here that's going to make me like like not like but enjoy seeing him on the villain on screen every time. Right. And I, unlike Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, I really ugh, just turn it off the villain, just turn <laughs> it off the villain, take me back to the heroes. But so that's that what it was. I think it was his performance that made you feel that way because when he he, he died, I was like, oh, there's no more of his like happy, fun, <laughs> exciting quips, you know. Yeah. And that was really cool. Um, but th- but that being said, I. Going into it, I was I was a little skeptical that the movie was about um, Africa being spoiled by you know and stolen and everything by a white by the white man exploited. and the white man's villain. Yeah, and I was like exploited. Yeah, and the the white man's going to be the main villain, and everybody else is is African American in it except for the villain. And and I think that that was a little bit for a minute, and then that's not the whole story. That's not the story they wrote. They wrote the story about the the son coming home against T'Challa and fighting for that and then you know uh standing up for um Africans all over the world and how they would have for the it was just it was a bigger message than what that was so yeah. killing off killing off that guy early or i guess midway through was just smart it was just smart it just pivoted the, the story into something that was really interesting that had a bigger picture and made a lot more sense so yeah i i liked it for sure and then when he, when all of a sudden, you know, he becomes like the, the main bad guy, you're like, oh, oh, this is cooler. You know, it's, it's not your, gen, it's not your generic, um, villain who yeah. just is a bad guy. Yeah. Which is what Claw was. And that, that would have been, you know, if it would have just been him, it would have just been another, uh, I mean, somewhat funny and interesting, but not really Marvel villain, but right. having it be. The, the guy who it was, that was, that was cool. Um, but you know what? The, I got to say, I can't, everyone said this before, but I want to say it because it, it has, it, it's important. And I think it's awesome that we continue to say it. The, the, the women in this show were awesome. <laughs> they were totally from acting to, to storyline, to delivery, to screen time, to action. Everything about them was like, stole the show. I love King T'Challa. I wish I could remember the actor's name. It's bad on me for not remembering it. Um, but 
he was great. He was a great king, a great leader. He, he's got an incredible performance, wonderful lines. But every other character that was the supporting character that was a female were as good, if not cooler and better than he was. I mean, and all, that's saying a lot. all, you know, unique, well-written, um, you know, no, aside from, I said, aside from the one, no, uh, no romances, except for the general and the other the guy who who looks like Carlton. Oh, there from, was the uh, ki- there was the king and his girlfriend. Remember the the don't be stunned thing. Right, her. But there's there's nothing with the sister, and nothing with the mom. Oh, yes. Obviously, right. you know. So there. Th- that's all I'm saying. Like female characters where there's no there's no love story. Oh, like yeah, they weren't a function of their of their other counterparts. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, and, and, and the, even the, there was the, conflict, the, the general and her yeah, husband. Yeah, the conflict between they, the general and her husband was, right. you know, more interesting than... It um, was, and they weren't based on each other. They had their own full characters that were part of society fully, not based on who they were with There's each, There's each a little bit of that, like, um, did you see that t- that horrible movie, uh, Great Wall? Yeah, I did. Um, that, like, video game kind of thing where like there's there's the wife the general and and all of her red female uh spear spear yeah. spearman spearwoman and yeah, uh right. the husband and his blue shield oh, guys like sure. like they're these factions and they're very you know visually distinct right but these guys, uh, the sister, obviously, she stole the, sh- the, sh- the show. Yeah, she was great. I mean, like by far. Like, uh, uh, I mean, everything she said, every moment she was in it was was fantastic. Um, to I, and I and the thing about her is exactly what I had tried to say a million times with the Last Jedi was that it knew when Marvel, as usual, <laughs> I know there's tons of different writers, but knows when to put humor in. They yeah. know how to say it, when, when to put, or should I say not humor, levity. They know when to, to put levity when, in. It's okay to when put to be jokes funny, in certain When situations. to be serious. Yes. And they, and they know when that can be. And then sometimes when, I don't know, it's, it's just weird. They have different directors and writers, but they still get it. Um, the very serious car chase was a perfect example. You know, it's it's the big thing that's happening and it's all action-y. And then you've got a a girl sliding in the chair with the, holding onto the steering <laughs> wheel. And it's just, just for a second, it's funny, but she's also in the background of all these, this other cool character that's being very awesome. Yeah. Um, and then you have, you know, a, a, a lighthearted moment when the sister's showing the brother, um, the, the, the outfits and she's got her sneakers. That's, um, and it's straight out of, it's straight out of, um, you know, James Bond, James Bond, but yeah. with, yeah, but with some sure. sibling, you know, tomfoolery, mm-hmm. which was great. Yeah. I mean, again, they, they just know when to do it and how to do it. And then when they're serious, they stayed serious. I can't think of, and I may have missed something, <laughs> but I can't think of anything at the end there when they're doing the huge battle that was, that took you out of that and made, made it be funny. You, you know what I mean? It was, they stayed, they stayed hardcore true. Yeah. I mean, being, I mean, they bring in that other dude and he's kind of funny, but it's still a like, you know, it's an attempt at that like, at that Lord of the Rings, you know, reinforcements moment. Yeah, um, yeah. 
So yeah, they they got it. On, they hit it on all cylinders for everything. And the the best thing about this is that it was yeah. It had, the writers were great. The story was great. Everything was was perfectly attuned and, and did great. But I don't feel like it was a one hit wonder. I don't feel like oh they can never recapture that again. Hmm. I think if we had those same actors back on there with those same characters, you could have a whole different story and it'll be just as good because the way they acted. Yeah, I could. The way I could see that. And it's nice in well. I'm going to say this like it's a like it's a new thing. I mean, Marvel has done plenty of standalone stories. Yeah. Uh Ant-Man, Guardians 1 and 2, but now in the in the in the wake in the shadow of Civil War and Spider-Man Homecoming and with with uh um Infinity War on the horizon, it's nice to see a good quality story that's that's small. Right. Yeah. Because like the right the first two Thor movies were kind of eh, not that great. Um, sure. The third one was good, but it's it's a little bit of you know they're they're taking some of that humor from the success of the Avengers. Like everybody knows who yeah. Thor and Hulk are, and so we can tell this story. We can be funny sure. and yeah. Right. Yeah, and this this one was fresh and new because it's new characters and and I'm a I'm a big comic book nerd and I still didn't know a lot about Black. Black Panther's world. I haven't read a lot of his mm-hmm. actual comics. So the the characters for me were still all new and I didn't under, didn't know them or, or see the things and that's to my regret. Yeah, you were you were but, like um, me watching watching everything. I mean, I'm sure that yeah. you know, at the risk of being a little bit racist, like I'm sure it had a pretty specific market the comics. The the comic I, yeah, I, I assume I, I guess. I mean, I I had I just hadn't read it cuz Black Panther was cool in the ones that I had, but I also hadn't bought, honestly, I hadn't bought Captain America comics either because mm. that that power set type thing wasn't an interesting thing sure. to me. And T'Challa, Black Panther is the same way. He wasn't just, it just for me was not a, you know. And, and it's one of the problems I kind of had, not problems, but one of the things that initially in that middle there made me not feel so like, oh, this is a great movie because I just never got that T'Challa was like, oh my God, it's so cool. There's a few scenes where like his suit lets him do cool stuff and, Okay, yeah, it's it's kind of cool, but he, you know, there's a difference between Iron Man taking his, you know, all of putting his energy into his sh- chest shield and blasting out a huge uh, uh, oil tanker or something. That's that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Captain America coming in and uh, throwing his shield around or whatever. Right. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, here, some other thing points that I liked about it too. Um, like I mentioned, the the uh, guy that played T'Challa, um, the Black Panther. Uh, was such a great actor, leader. He delivered his lines. He was a personable person. And it really exemplified it more on the, the tag at the end, the first tag that happened when he's speaking to the United Nations. Like, that was such a well-written speech that was so well-balanced between social politics and fairness and good positivity. It's like, wow, that's we, uh, that's what should have been said for real by real politic political writers, sure. you know, and, and stuff that's that they need to get those writers. And I'm sure that that little tag was probably written within weeks. The writer probably wrote it a hundred times and, and did every little thing, but man, it was good. It was really good. I felt happy about that. I didn't feel that the second tag with the winter soldier was that big uh, a deal. That's I think I texted you after I got out of the theater was like, yeah, uh, are we, I thought we were done with Bucky. Really? Like, um, we're not it's like a bad Bucky. penny. 
Yeah, we're not done with Bucky. He's got too much of a fan base to to do that. I guess. I mean, oddly enough, I, guess. I, I again, I didn't read Captain America comics, but those people who were freaky about Captain America, Bucky's the man. All right, so but you, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, here. I'm let gonna, me say let me say one okay, more thing real ahead. quick about Bucky. I, I, I think I might have mentioned this to you. I, I'm a, I'm a calling it out here officially on on the record here that I think that the next iteration that Feige, Kevin Feige has been mentioning about, you know, how the Avengers will be different and all new and will go a whole different direction with them. I think that's going to be the direction they're going to take is with Brie Larson as uh, Captain Marvel. She'll be a major part of the team. Yeah. I think she'll take over the Thor position on the team mm-hmm. uh, dynamic. I think that um, um, Black Panther will take over Tony Stark. Um, I think that Bucky will take over the Captain America role. I mean, I, when I say that, I mean like you mean the three the, main leaders, the character, the kind not of the things. not the character, the 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 role, the archetype. Yeah, the archetype. That's it. That the, where they belong on the team. What what you need to have the kind of different parts of the team. Now they'll all bring to it their own special thing. Like obviously, Bucky won't be Captain America. He'll be that like redemption hero that that you know came from something hard and is not perfect like Captain He'll America. Be the is, but spring wants to be soldier. And, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> spring soldier. Ha, okay, ha, ha. so um, I, right. But anyway, I think that'll be the an Ant Man. I was going the same direction. Uh I have Rotten Tomatoes in front of me. It's distracting me. Um, I was going the same direction as you. You've read the comics. Does Steve Rogers die? Yeah, well, it's comic books, right? So everyone dies at some point. Right. Even, even <laughs> um, Superman, they figure out some deus ex to, yeah, they to kill him off. Yeah, the, 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 I guess most recent-ish thing that happened in the last decade or so was that the Steve Rogers did get killed. It was it was the result of Civil War, the, the series, the original Civil War in the oh, comic books, okay. that the Captain America was killed in the end. So of they it. missed they missed um, that window. But do you think do you think that they kill Chris Evans off in this or the second or maybe possibly third installment of the Infinity Infinity War saga? Uh, I I'd love to to say no. I'd love to say that they don't. Um, I would also think that Chris Evans would be smart and wise enough and his agent would be wise enough to say, don't, don't re it's fine. Don't sign new contracts if that's not what you want to do, but don't close the door forever. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Marvel wants to close the door. So forever. like you, you um, think it's more of a, he retires. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think that you see a retiring Chris Evans from the Marvel movies and from, from Captain America and, and even maybe even, uh, uh, you know what, Chris, this is your agent talking here. How about we just do a we just do a Nick Fury type thing where every once in a while you show up as a cameo, right, right, as in charge of a or a senator or ambassador so, or something like that. So then, do you think um, do you think Emily Van Camp takes over as um, Sharon Carter? Is it Sharon Carter? No, I'm mixing I think, up my. Isn't no, that what I happens that, in the comics? Nope, okay. she never does. It's it's definitely that's the thing with Bucky that Bucky takes over. I see. He. He, he he takes over the shield and becomes Captain America. Um, Where did I get? I mean, that? they could go other way because it? after that, later on, after that, uh, the Falcon took over for Captain America, and he was pretty popular. Um, so it it could go that way, but I still think that after seeing that that tag at the end with Bucky, where he's kind of like relearning to be this Zen at peace person mm-hmm. in Wakanda, I think that's what they're doing. They're like, okay, he's going to have the the Steve and Tony dynamic that they're like brothers type thing they have a history brothers yeah. i think that'll be with black panther and wakanda and 
uh, Bucky too. They'll have some kind mm. of connection together with the spirit of Wakanda. You know that those teachings. Yeah. Um, I could see that. So that'll that'll bring those two together. I could see that. Uh, yeah. So I think that uh, Bucky takes over. He'll he'll be fine. I, I don't think that they'll get rid of Steve. I, you know who I think they might actually kill off is Tony. Mm. That sounds weird to do, but they might actually kill off Robert Downey Jr. I mean, he's um, just a dude, so you know he is that, just a dude. That could happen, and 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 that he could be huge martyr. It could be a huge impact, and you can't say that Iron Man hasn't made an indelible permanent impact for, for the Marvel universe forever. And you can't get bigger than what he's ever been. Right. Like you can't, yeah, get, it's Robert Downey. You can't put Iron Man four out and it'll be bigger. It's, than It's hard. Like the first, the first two Avengers films are almost just like another. I mean, when the first Avengers came out, people called it Iron Man three before there was an actual right. Iron Man three. Like he's such a, right. he's such a charismatic actor and character that it's he kind of overshadows everybody else which is which is he unfortunate does. And, and he's also he's also not like his own two and three weren't the most highly lauded marvel movies no, three was three so, was pretty bad right so he as a individual tony stark iron man character i think that they've done everything that they can do with that, with that one character, character. And, and not just everything they did, they did it so well. It's so perfect. And even going into Spider-Man and stuff, okay, he's great. So either if they don't kill him off, retiring him as well wouldn't be a terrible thing. Um, I mean, the other side to that, too, is that they've got a lot of places to go with Iron Man. It's not, it wouldn't be the end of Iron Man. Um, there's Rescue, which is um, Pepper Potts. That, not that they would do Pepper Potts, but they could have another uh, a young um, Ironheart, young female Iron Man come in that's really smart and take over that mantle and, and he become a mentor type thing, a person in the helmet uh, type situation. So they've got a lot of places in the comics to pull from to change Tony Stark over to, to Iron Man to something mm-hmm, new. Mm-hmm. And it'll be totally fine. And, and you could even keep Robert Downey Jr. around for that kind of stuff sure. if you wanted. Stay as the as the bankroll or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and 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 also the 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 solid like I don't know about this new Iron Man, but oh, it does have Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. and even if he's just like a side character, it does have him in it. He's at least going to shepherd me into this new world, right? So, right, and and I think RDJ would be fine with that. Sure, sure. So I want to go back. I was going to say this when you brought it up earlier, and uh, and missed my missed my chance there. But you were talking about Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't think mm-hmm. have we on the show talked about. Rotten Tomatoes scores and what they mean, or what they a little what bit. I think I think just briefly. Yeah, I feel because because you talked about you talked about like we we talked um, about it in the chat. I don't know if I brought it up on air. Right, you want to go ahead and recap it? Sure. So I'm so or? I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Black Panther scores. Uh, critics ninety seven percent, audience seventy seven percent. Oh, only seventy seven. Yeah, really? That's, that's rough. What's always interesting to me is when there's a big split, like Greatest Showman has 55% critics, 89% audience. And now, Uh, almost every time, which has only been like half a dozen movies in the last, you know, I've watched a lot more movies since we started doing the show, but when there's a big split between critics and audience, I almost always am in the audience camp as far as, as far as opinions. But I, up until a couple weeks ago, had been looking at these numbers as average scores 
So if you're yes. if you're tracking with me on that, like in order to have a ninety seven percent, in my mind that meant that like most of the critics gave this a hundred percent. It's like your it's like your eBay score. It's like when you look at um if you look at the reviews for something on Amazon, I'm like, oh man, that's five stars. That's that's good. There's only like two dudes on here who gave it a one, and that was because you know it came broken and they had to send it back or something, which is just a fluke that yeah. could happen to anybody. But I was talking. I think I was talking to Trotsky about something Last Jedi or something more recently, and he point. And I want to say this was. I want to say this was Fox. I want to say this was Geek Scholar Fox. Well, I explained it to Fox, so I know that it wasn't. It wasn't him who told me. Okay. But somebody. Okay. Somebody said, you know, those those numbers are not an average score. They're an average of the critics. Sort sort of. That's a weird way to say it, but. So I'm looking at I'm looking at Black Panther here. The average critic score is eight point two out of ten. The, okay, that would put it at eighty percent. Yeah, it's eighty percent. The average audience score is four out of five, which is also eighty percent. Eighty percent. So like the percent mm-hmm. the percentages that you see ninety seven seventy seven are not are not that. I mean they're twenty points apart, which is a, a fair you know. It's actually like 82% for critics. But what it is, is 97% of the critics gave it a positive score, which is like above 60%. It's like, uh, you know, if you remember being in school, like 60% is a passing grade. Um, And for audiences, the audience scores are on a five-star system. So, like, it has to be 3.5 or higher. Well then, why do they, that doesn't make sense? Why would they have those things right? Because if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, they're right next to each other. Audience score. Well, and, they, and they but they're, they they don't seem to be on the same scale. They put descriptions. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's because I think it's because the audience score is taken from the site. Like you log into the site and you put a star on there, and ten stars is yeah. too granular, right? Like people sure. get to where um, the critic score actually is an average because they're aggregating all of the other sources like the newspapers and and critic sites and yeah but aren't they just doing pass fail sort of it depends like some some uh some critics give their reviews in like thumbs up thumbs down or two thumbs you know whatever some some are four stars some are five stars you know some might be 10 stars and so they they take those num- and those those numbers end up being fractions. So they so so what you're saying is that some people gave uh, so most of the people gave a gave a passing critics most critics gave a passing score to Black Panther, but there were three percent that gave a, a a negative score to Black right. Panther. Okay, well that's weird. I can't I can't see. I would actually think that there would be a whole lot more one hundred percent than there are. Because there are some movies that I, I just don't see anyone can give a thumbs down mm. to. That no matter who you are, there's going to be thumbs up. Who knows? They're I mean, they're it, like racists or uh, you know misogynists yeah. or or whatever. Right. The, um, the the KKK group decided to, to vote. Sure, in right. I mean the right. by contrast, Greatest Showman has fifty five percent critics, fifty five percent of critics, eighty nine percent of audience goers. Right. Which, you know, fits. There's a big split. I'm more with the audience 
score than than the critic score and i'm sure the critic score is skewed a lot by it not being historically accurate and the opera singer not singing mm-hmm. opera and kind of nit- blah, blah, nitpicky blah, blah, things blah. like that which are you know they're affected by your uh your voice as a critic as as what are you what are you saying what is what is the movie not necessarily did you like it which are which right. are two different things yeah um yeah and i think the movie should come down to did you like it it's my point. i mean i guess it, i guess it all depends like i mean we were talking uh off air about the netflix thing like netflix used to have stars on their stuff yeah. on their shows and, and movies which for a long time now had been um weighted they were like personal weighted which netflix has always done even from the days when it was a disc service like you would get on there and rate from one to five with probably half stars uh stuff that you've seen stuff that you rented even stuff that you hadn't seen you're like yeah four and a half stars for shawshank redemption and that influences the recommendations the like that's always been part of their thing and Mm -hmm. Recently, like a year or so ago, um, they changed that to just showing you it's probably showing you the same information, but instead of showing okay. it in five stars, they show it as a percent with the word match. Oh, the match. So that, right. So that you don't look at I, th- I think that's so better. that you don't look at a listing and go, hmm, four stars. That must be pretty good, which really is what you're supposed to be thinking. But to in right. the interest of I'm sure in the interest of being a little more transparent, um, what they're really saying is we think you would give this four stars. Yeah. I, yes, that's right. And I like the word match better. Yeah. It's a match for you. Yeah. Right. And which which just says a lot more. And whoever decided that in a committee meeting or one person <laughs> who said, you know what, we should call this match instead of doing the, that. They were they, they were did, on, they they did were some A B testing and uh Yeah. yeah. It's probably the exact same person who did skip intro, and they should be like president of the company. Right, right. Well, that right. Uh, that gives us a pretty good opportunity to segue into our weekly challenge. Digga, digga, digga. Oh, okay. This is the kakarigururi. I'm gonna just let you say it for now. I'm probably not, wait. Whoa, I'm, say that again. You no, said that, that so that fast. That was it. I think I, that's the closest I'm gonna get. Um, <laughs> so spell, okay, spell it for people. Okay, so they they hadn't seen it. What, what's how's it uh, spelled? It's an it's an anime Netflix original. K A K A K E G U R U I. I believe that's something close to Kakegururi. I'm I'm My all for it. I mean, that's better than hor- I could ever horrible have horrible said. white guy anime pronunciation. Okay, so we, our, our challenge last week was for the both of us to to watch six episodes. Six episodes. Of the show. So we finished right on a big cliffhanger. We did. You want to give the which, synopsis which of what awesome. it is? What's, so what's it about? This is a show, and I talked about this, I think, last week when we when we set up this challenge. Um, this is a show about a high school where, which, like, very many anime it's shows. Ja- it's it, Japan, it's, of course. It's, it's high a school. show about a high school where um, your social standing is, is uh, directly influenced by gambling. It's a gambling school. Is it a gambling school? I don't think they like, take calculus. I, th- from it. I, th- I think it's all extracurricular. It's just like where oh, okay. where most um, other schools and animes, and presumably also in Japan, have all their like clubs, their AV club and their baseball club and whatever. Like everyone in this school just gambles, and 
Um, yeah, because the student council is just gamblers. Yeah, they're just the best gamblers, and so there's all this like money goes back and forth, and if you and if you um, end up with too much debt to to one other player because you can't um, you lost badly at gambling, um, oh, your yeah. your rank goes down, and if your rank goes down far enough, you become a house pet. That that's when you go into debt. yeah. You basically you, you basically become you know unclean or whatever would be in in another culture like um you know they have a bunch of rights stripped from them and stuff it's it's a little weird and they don't go into it a lot like most of most of the show most of the scenes are about the mechanics of the game and more specifically how one or more of the players is cheating yeah, right. That's, that's actually a key mechanic. Um, and um, and the and they, the other they, figuring out how that cheating is happening. And so far in these first yeah. six episodes, I think we've only seen females. We've only seen girls gambling. Nope, nope, nope. We saw the guy that was at the um, uh, was it the the Indian poker they called it. No, no, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. In the in the big right. in the big challenge, he was like there for fun, and still, uh, you know, ended up ended right. up loo- and in ended the first, up losing pretty hard. The first episode, the first episode, right. the, the the main like side. Guy. Yeah, he's not like in most shows that I've seen, he would be the main character, but he's not. Like he loses very badly in the pilot and is a house pet, and he's following along the female main character as she right. does all of this crazy, very risky things because it's gambling. Um, okay, so so you, you go first. You go first. What do you do? Think? You want to do? You want to talk about the ratings thing? Or yeah, I'll do it. I'll okay. Do it. So, okay. Yeah. So, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's it's TV. It's TV fourteen on Netflix. Um, I'm not a big fan of the show uh, for a couple different reasons. Um, I just I just didn't like it that much. It's not terrible. I, I thought Black Mirror, what we watched the week before, was something that I definitely didn't like. This one's fine and passable, and I've seen several different animes um, with a wide range of stuff. This one was not that interesting in general. It had some things about it. Sure, it follows very much in a typical anime thing, and it had some tropes, um, but it wasn't terribly interesting. I did like the card game mechanic of it, but then it really, really, at times, made me feel like, okay, is this going to turn into a hentai here? Because we're really pushing some some stuff. I think earlier on when we were watching it kind of online and making little side comments a bit, in the first earlier episodes, you had used the word fan service. Where it's like, okay, they're mm-hmm. they're they're the, the, the girl's breasts are bouncing up like crazy <laughs> and or and, and it's just the camera zoomed only on that, or the girl falls into another one, goes to hug her and is just like cupping her breasts, you know, and they make a huge comment about it. I'm like, okay, that might be some fan service, but then it gets really, really lewd. And I think I had mentioned that um, I don't mind if they put pornos on Netflix. I'm not against that at all. It's totally fine. But this thing is rated TV 14. Yeah. And and it is it really crosses the line constantly all the time. And I'll everybody knows I have a kid and she's 11 and I have an <laughs> older kid who's 20 years old and that's immediately going to, you know, p- have people mute me right now because I'm a parent <laughs> complaining about things. But, but, but trust me, when you when you're sitting there and you you group something in at at uh, TV 14, and Netflix has two choices for parental controls. You can say, um, 
Uh, this profile is for people who are teen and under or above. That's it. Those are the two things you can have. You can you can filter on some more granular things about, I only want to see them rated G or below, sure. But by the profile setup, you have two, two options, teen and below or above. And so, therefore, if I show my eight-year-old daughter or my 11-year-old daughter, teen and, teen and below, this is going to be included with Thomas the Train. It's yeah. going to be included with Pixie Hollow Fairies. And and all of the other very innocent anime things that are totally fine. Um, you know, Kiki's Delivery Service. I'm not sure it's on there. But a lot of these really great shows that are wonderful anime. And my daughter does watch anime. And we love them. And she's just constantly watching through them. I'm a responsible parent who <laughs> monitors things. But you can't always monitor everything. No. And I mean, you have to. You, yeah. Right? We talked, you have to we talked off air about how much energy Netflix puts into um, um, putting th- putting things in front of you. Yes, but, and and they're, and they're going to put this right in front of her because it's a new Netflix original, and it was blasting in front of me. And there's like episode four starts out with a scene. It's a rape scene where these guys are going to rape this girl, and she starts kind of giving into it. And then she's like, "No, I don't want to." And then another girl comes along and says, "Oh, you can do it with me. I'm totally fine. Take me instead, and you can basically rape me." Uh, but then I want to play Russian roulette for it, and I want to shoot each other and kill each other. And you're like, whoa, it just goes way off the, the rails. And then she goes back into a stall where she, because she was so upset that they didn't want to play Russian roulette, she's going to play with herself and puts a bullet in the trigger, pulls the trigger, and it and she lives. She gets so excited about it. She masturbates right there in, in the stall. Yeah. And you see her have an orgasm. And you're like, what? This is, again, <laughs> Pixie Hollow Ferris, uh, Fairies equal to that? Right, right. What's happening? And you know? so um, for context, I'm... I'm not a parent. We're right. pretty cl- I think we're we're just a few years apart in age. Right. And I have seen enough trashy anime that I knew I sort of knew from the start that this was going to be a lot of fan service, a lot of suggestion. And the the scene you're describing so far is the most explicit it's gotten. But um I di- I didn't exaggerate, right? That's no, exactly you, how it you went. Explain it exactly exactly as it happens. There's no no actual rape happens, which right. whatever splitting hairs a little bit, but there's no, um, no, no. So far, nobody has actually gotten shot or murdered. Nobody has actually, yeah. um, you know, had had any kind of sex at all. It's just these female characters right. are very, very, very into gambling. Um, yes. And no, absolutely. Like I, I told my. Um, younger sister about this this show she's just turned 18 and after that was i was i'd only seen the first two episodes and now i i kind of feel like yeah you should probably pass on this one because it's not which is not to say that like that's that's really the main thing like if you if you are okay with with all of that the the themes and the mechanics of the of the games that they're playing in the contest is is all pretty pretty interesting it almost yeah that part that part is it's almost distracting with the with the fan service um a series i watched called high school of the dead was the same way it was like this kind of you know it's one of the few animes about zombies you know zombie apocalypse stories but the the fan service was so over the top that it was distracting right um so yeah Yeah, this did it this did it too I, i totally agree with that is that you know there was a lot of anime 
I'm looking at you, Dragon Ball Z. You can just <laughs> kind of sleep through. You can watch, be doing something else, playing games on your iPad, or just even reading when it's on in the background and get everything you need from it because they go on and on and on for an yeah. entire show. And only one thing really makes to happen. And in this one, it's very similar to that in that there's, you know, they go on and on for an entire half half hour episode but then all of a sudden there's a very important thing that, that you have to listen to which is like the rules of the game that the rules of the game episode. or or the main character figures out exactly how the other one is cheating and explains cheating, it right for the audience um yes and those are ones like oh i can't i can't go further because i need to actually have a moment to sit and and listen i mean as we talked you know, but, about in our in our show about about anime like i've never watched any of those very long running shows um, most of the shows I've seen run one season and they might get picked up for a second if it's popular enough, but it's nothing like, you know, Western TV where unless a show is pretty bad, like it'll, it'll stay on and it might get canceled or, or whatever. Like that's always a possibility, yeah, sure. but in, in anime, it's never assumed that a show comes back for another season. And so yeah, right. for the most part, like some lose track of their story arc or go, re- you know, slow the pace way way down looking at you attack on titan um yeah yeah but for the most part are like we have 13 or maybe 24 episodes to tell this story this whole story and so they so they keep things keep things moving pretty well i will say um second to attack on titan this is the first show i've seen in a while where i kind of don't want to skip the opening I mean, it's it's very <laughs> really it's very like, like, it's very fan servicey in in its it is in really the in the visuals, and I I've noticed more of it every time that I've watched it. But most <laughs> yeah. most shows I've seen, like I'll maybe watch the opening once, and then after that I always skip it because it's always like a minute and a half for a twenty minute show, and I'm like, no, just skip it. But it's this this weird hybrid of like um, '40s jazz, but in Japanese. Yeah. Um, and the, the art style aside from being, you know, very suggestive is pretty cool and unique. The like, like, yeah. like art deco, or I don't know what it reminds me of. Um, have you ever seen the original animated 101 Dalmatians? Mm-hmm. It, it's a mm-hmm. similar kind of thing with the like jazzy, uh, yeah. music and all of that. But well, the, the, I, I will say that. I, I often will have Netflix going on one of my like monitors at work down in the corner, and it's just kind of a little bitty box it's playing while I'm doing all my actual work. Mm-hmm. This is one that I could not play at work because, <laughs> no, because of the no. fan service is so. I mean, you don't need to see anything. I've got headphones on; you don't need to hear anything. But you know, people can't walk by, and it's that opening intro would be like, "Oh God, hide this right away!" Right, right, it's right. Like, yeah, what are you watching? I I um, assume that with most anime, but maybe, maybe that's me. I'm- yeah. Well, here, I, I, okay. Let, let me let me switch off of that to to flip it around a little bit on me. So now that I've said my TVMA part, yeah, which I, is important I, to me and it does what I didn't want to dwell on sh- that, but but for yeah, I you know I don't think we have it's too many important. too many family uh, family people listening, but yeah, not uh, not safe for work for sure. And, yeah, and and I will say that this is the first one that I have ever. I felt weird, but I also felt very strongly. I went ahead and contacted Netflix. I, in a very nice way, I, I sent them a, a live chat and I was like, Hey, I just thought that, you know, maybe I can put a word in somewhere on a form to say, Hey, can you review this? Or can people review this? And yeah, I, put cause, the, I, cause that's I think not, this was misreviewed again, again, as a, 
as a single guy in my in my mid 30s i agree with you 100 percent on that like tv yeah. 14 is too low for that right. for that level of content like now now, now that being said compared to other the, the, things that i've seen tvm like just because it doesn't show it it's pretty obvious what's going on yeah okay so so moving away from that let, we i think we've said that let, let's, yeah i don't want to talk about the actual anymore. show show itself um the, the show itself was just fine i i mean I did like the I do like that every episode is kind of a new game and some of them are very basic. Actually, most of them are like paper, rock, scissors was one of them with a different twist. Right. And the the Indian one was was very different. By the way, that's I think in, in now in America, that's very uh, un PC to call that Indian poker. Indian poker. But, yeah. Uh, but the uh, that's that's the those things are very basic uh, games. They do little twists and it's really that, neat. that goes back to your was this made by actual japanese people or americans like i think americans might have written that a different way which actually that brings me to my one like before we got into this whole content conversation one of the things that i noticed fairly early on is that they they do weird things with the with the subtitles um i think that maybe the the people doing the subtitles are not they're they're assuming or not assuming however you want to say that but like they're assuming a more mainstream audience okay and so one of the things that can be confusing um if you're watching anime with subtitles is keeping everybody's name straight because different characters in their culture at least in anime which is all i really know about their culture um still will refer to people with their last name right where okay. where we in in the US like we've mostly moved past like Mr. Smith and oh good day you know Mr. Jones whatever like yeah. we're pretty much all on first name basis um sure unless it's a very formal setting sure um where over there if you if you meet somebody or somebody asks your name you give them your last name yeah you know and and that's how they address you until you're you know unless unless something gives each character permission to to address the other by first names i mean i've seen you know more romantic series where you know the, the female character will give the male character permit you know just call me sue or whatever you know the actual japanese name and you know he says her name and she blushes. She's like, "Oh, no, no boy has ever called me by my first name before." Like, it's yeah. it's still a big it's still a big part of their culture. And so, I bring that up because in the subtitles, I can see that the subtitles have the character's first name that feels to me like a, for the benefit of the western audience, like not having to try and keep track of the first and last names. Oh, it the, the character in Japanese is addressing the girl with San and, and her last name. And she says, oh, just call me. I forget what the main character's first name is now. It's not important. She's like, oh, just call me this. And I'm like, you know, this conversation doesn't make any sense because the subtitles say her first name every time. Yeah. Like, wh- okay. But that, I, th- I think that only bothered you, though, because you, you know, because that. I know. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not a huge anime person like i probably watch more than you have but it's not you know most of our friends or the the few other of our friends who watch anime i think watch a lot more 
than I do. Um, so I, I actually I, find it funny that, that you, that you hear the Japanese it's, it's weird that now as you're describing this to me, I can't, I have to admit, I, I listen to subtitled things and I listen to the, the language and then read the subtitles. That's the way I prefer it. Mm-hmm. But now that you're talking, I don't actually remember them saying words. It just sounds like blah, 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 blah. And well, I'm actually reading the there, words below. There's, there's definitely plenty of that, but I've, I've studied, I took two semesters of Spanish in college. That's the only formal foreign language training I have. But yeah. I've done some introductory, like audiobooks, whatever, on Japanese and French. Okay. And so there's just enough, like I have just enough of an interest in like linguistics and accents to to pay a little more attention to that. So when I'm watching anime and I'm reading the subtitles, I'm listening for words to put them together. I'm like, okay, well, I know the like three or four different things they can say that mean thank you or I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. The thank you is mostly just arigato. But um, yeah. the different things that are like, you hear it and you're like, why do they have so many words for this? But English is the same way, if not worse. Um, sure. They're just, I think they have more emphasis on uh, different pronunciations and things. But anyway, that was my that was my thing. It's a little... Uh, it's a little nitpicky, but um. I, I, I like I liked. I mean, I said I, I, I the thing I did like was that was the gambling aspect to it when they actually do the gambling thing. And and I, I don't know how long they'll t- drag on this whole um, cheating part of it that that every episode mm. is about them cheating. I did find it interesting how, though, in maybe episode five, when they're having like the school contest or whatever, that the, the rules of the school were like, we're totally not against cheating at all. Like it's part of a thing. It's just the world, how it works. Right. And what, you know, if we catch you, I guess the rule is uh, if we catch you, then you're in trouble, but just, um, if we catch you, we're not going to stop. Yeah. If we catch you, we'll make you stop. But everything that happened before then, and that was it, that was an interesting thing that almost like, if you're not again if you're not paying attention like it'll go right past it it's like hey you're in this you're gambling if you can't if you can't tell if your opponent is cheating that's that's you being bad at gambling like yeah. if somebody does catch them we'll like hey stop but the stuff that happened before is 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 over it's it's in the past um, yeah which, which 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 is which was interesting, interesting. I- it's it's a little bit like um the show reminds me of another show that I've probably recommended called um, Shokugeki no Soma, which is uh, okay. uh, Food Wars, <laughs> okay. which is it's another one of those where especially at the beginning, it has a lot of like really random food uh, um, fan service. But okay. it's it's really just an anime about competitive cooking, right? The way that, <laughs> yeah. you know, they had Iron Chef before. Like, that's where that wave of competitive cooking TV came to the West. Um, But it's high schoolers and, you know, the main character makes food so good that they they show, you know, dream, not dream, but like they show abstract sequences of the of the taste testers clothes blowing off. And it's always like (laughs) like hair and arms in front of uh, in front of the bits kind of thing. But that's not why I brought that up. I brought it up because it's it's a kind of like um, you're letting you're letting our listeners know that your your tastes is right. Yeah, I guess <laughs> um, it's it's that like um, shonen 
style like fighting like fighting game or like um what i imagine what i imagine dragon ball z is like because i've never seen it (laughs) um where you have you have tournament arcs you know where the one guy has to has to keep beating or there are a bunch of separate fights and they go in a bracket kind of thing to an ultimate um this this is kind of like um kind of like that where they're showing this series of competitions except it's not fighting there's no punching or fireballs or anything like that um yeah a show that came out a couple years ago called no game no life was very was very similar to this except without the gambling component like they were sort of still gambling but they were really just playing a game like let's let's play a game and whoever wins gets to do this and the game changes so there was no um money component to it yeah um but yeah and so so that's where it's like like each episode is a different um confrontation different game yeah and that different game with different rules with a different opponent and you know how they um you know find 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 victory in that in that situation yeah and and i and i don't know i mean there is definitely a, a through line in this in this series where I think the main character is trying to get at the at the the evil school council. I think that's the the point of yeah, the show. Yeah, the, the council president. Um, right. So so it is a uh, for people wondering if this is a show for you um and you're an anime fan, if you don't mind the very 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 <laughs> slow main arc burn that it's going to probably take many series to get through Maybe. then sure that it's not too bad that the main draw of the show is to watch these individual matches and find out about that and it kind of does build on the characters personalities a little bit but if if you want the main story to keep you moving along that's not this one this one is you know piece by piece slow mm. by slow i don't feel like um, it's that slow but i, I don't know it, it did for me i like I, I didn't i didn't get i'm I guess we only watched six episodes, but yeah, um, and the the sixth ended on a cliffhanger, as I mentioned. I mean, if you're yeah. if you're not into the fan service stuff, if that's going to just you know bother or distract you, then it's it's probably a pass. Yeah, lots of lots of boobs and butt shots on there. Yeah, um, no, I mean, hey, I've, so I've seen worse, but it's it's definitely there. So, so if we haven't what, if we haven't ta- established our geek cred already on this <laughs> conversation today, since we started out with comic book movies and now we've gone to anime, how about we move over to Star Trek because that's our you know our, our ultimate geek cred one. Okay, uh, I gotta watch. I gotta watch Discovery. You finally finally finished up uh, Disco. I did. Discovery. I did. I did. Do you remember it? It's been so long since you watched it. Probably. I don't know. I it I, full disclosure. Um, after watching that cliffhanger and I was like, oh, I want to watch the next one, but I was sure you weren't going to, because you're always a little bit behind me in, in some of the uh-huh. watching, like we can never talk about discovery because I watch it Sunday nights and you're like, you don't have time. But, right. um, I watched, uh, season four, episode one of black mirror, which oh, is yeah, surprising. Yeah. I know Trek. after the, the, the torturous experience that was watching season one, um, <laughs> yeah, you went ahead and watched that one. You're like, I'm gonna watch this one. Here. You know, it's um, it's Netflix. We talked about the most of this was off air, but we talked about how much energy Netflix puts into putting stuff in front of you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, but they have different tiles 
different banners for the different shows and movies. Yes. And yes. they'll show you like they have machine learning to to try and show you different um um banners depending on what other things that you've seen. Oh, that's interesting. And so even though the last episode I saw of of Black Mirror was um the end of season 1, it did not show me season 2 episode 1. It skipped all the way to season four, episode one, which is, it's two things. Um, it's got uh, the girl who is eventually the mother in How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um, a show that I watched. It's got the dude from Westworld, though I don't know if, I don't know if Netflix knows that I watched Westworld. They probably do. <laughs> it's the internet. and right. And it's Star Trek themed. And I've been watching... Uh, Deep Space Nine with the occasional uh, throwback Next Generation episode. Yeah. And so it's showing me the banner that's like all these characters in what are clearly like Star Trek original series parody uniforms. Yeah. It, it did. So, you know, it did the same for me. Yeah. And that's the one, no matter what, when I went into it, it started me at season four, episode one. It's like, hey, like, I, I bet you'll like this one. And I'm like, right. I'm like, damn it, Netflix. Okay. Um, and it was, <laughs> which is right. And it was interesting. Like, you know, it's the same thing where like 10, 15 minutes in, I was like, oh, I see what they did. It's sentient holograms. I mean, they literally did that on Star Trek, not originally yeah. in the next generation, but, um, Boy, so there's that. What I think, uh, you know, I can't speak for the rest of the show, but in, by contrast to the first season, they seem to have moved a little more toward, story arcs with a little bit of hope at the end <laughs> the, um I, i've heard i've heard good things from seasons three and four onward i've it, heard that the, it with, was better without spoiling it 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 does not end hopelessly <laughs> like well, the, which is a stark change from the first from three. the first season exactly exactly so right. um it in, in case you ever want to watch that i won't uh i won't spoil it but um yeah resolution of uh season one Star Trek Discovery with a with a yes yes with a, a connection a link. Yeah. Uh, okay. So You're not I watched. Into it. What, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where. I don't know how. I honestly don't know how I feel about that. Feelings are um, mixed. My feelings are mixed. I I will say that I, I want to take a little bit of step back because I watched. I, I realized I was actually two episodes behind and I needed to watch the last two. Okay. Um. So when I had had, had took a pause from watching it. Um, they had just jumped out of the um, Terran universe, the evil universe, into back mm -hmm. into the normal space, and sure. and they were back here. And and at that point, honestly, I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh, I was really hoping they were going to keep doing this universe jumping thing, and they get lost, and it would explain so much, and it would just wrap things well. And to, to go yeah, back into the I think you normal continuity, right, was was bothering me a little bit. So it, it didn't bother me. It disappointed me, is what it was. So I wasn't. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this, but it wasn't like I had to watch it right now. It's such a dad and, thing to say. Right. I was like, I'm, uh, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Right. <laughs> um, so, so I watched it and um, the, the show, I kept having the same feelings. I almost wanted to text you right away. It was like, this show at time makes me feel like I don't want to watch it again. And then all of a sudden immediately flips around like, oh, this is super interesting. And it's the best yeah. thing I've seen in a long time. Yeah. You know, from back and forth and i think almost anything that happens with um lieutenant love interest which is what we're just going to call him from now on, <laughs> anytime he's on the screen makes me feel like i just don't i want to turn the show Voke, off and not watch Voke it. slash Voke, tyler yeah. 
Yeah, Tyler n- none, of, none of that was interesting to me. And like in the last or second to last episode of the season, there's a long scene with him and, and Michael Burnham like Ugh. working out their issues. And I was like, man, I do not care about any of this. I don't. Not only do I care, I was starting to resent the show for forcing me to accept him back onto the to the to the cast. It's like, um, like it's like Will Ferrell in the office. Like that baby could be the star of a show called Babies I Don't Care About. <laughs> right, right. Oh, he, he, you know, there, there's like a I can't. Remember, it's probably the last the last episode where he's going through this whole like, oh, mopey's what was me? I'm gonna mope around this stuff. First off, the captain Saru comes in and forgives him, which just puts a bug in my ass. Mm. And then the next one is he walks he walks down the the corridor and the doctor's husband boyfriend that was murdered he murdered kind of forgives him but just lets it go and i'm like what how this is the most laziest writing i've ever seen and then then he goes into the crew thing where tilly comes up and forgives him and everybody's like oh i love you you're the best i'm like are you do you you not realize (laughs) this guy is a murdering spy that at any minute can just switch right back into it right it it should have been it should have been more like bsg when like Everybody except for Hilo wanted to put Sharon out an airlock. Yeah, right. For real. The, the spoilers. I'm spoiling a ten year old TV show. Oh God. Um, so so it that really bugged me. And it, and it, what it all felt like the entire time was like um, we did our cool little twist, and now we want this Tyler guy to be back part of the crew. And and it was like it was written that hardcore for me to do that. I didn't want it. For obviously, I don't like him anyway. That, that, I don't think the actor is great. I don't. I thought the story. He was just terrible. Um, I don't like the love interest. It's not interesting. Right. Um, love story, not so, interesting. Yeah. All that was just not interesting. He is not interesting. And I'm I'm really sad that he's still on the show. I, it would have been fine if they turned him in, killed him off, or imprisoned him. Maybe they were forced to have him on the crew, but that he would be that. Um, so that part was the the parts that were like, I, you know, I'm really disappointed on this show. Don't want to watch it. Um, the other parts were, I like what they've done with Philippa. Giorgio, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that that's cool. I mean, I was sad that uh, I've said before that I liked the old Captain Lorca. I thought he was an interesting, bad, good captain. Right. Um, and the twist was neat, but I hated that they killed him off. Uh, but to replace him with bad uh, Giorgio, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, For yeah, sure. and she's and she's doing great. Uh, the I think I think it's Michelle Yao. I think that's her name is yep. the the actress who's phenomenal anyway in all the things that she does we uh, uh, just played two characters also awesome. we rewatched um guardians 2 the other night yeah. after after we got home from seeing black panther which is funny oh yeah um or no it wasn't we watched um magnificent seven that night oh okay um, which was but she's she's in she's in okay. guardians she's, 2, she's yeah. in guardians 2 and and my dad was like that's that girl from the matrix he thought she was carrie ann moss and I'm like, oh, I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that was Michelle Yao. And I, so I, yeah, yeah. I went on IMDb and, and confirmed it. But uh, yeah, so I, I watched I can think I watched, it's funny that you said that. I think I watched Guardians recently too. It was after I watched the Discovery one and I watched that stinger and I was like, oh, that looks like totally out of place for her. And <laughs> I had, I had forgotten, uh, my, my sister said the same thing. I had forgotten that, um, Nebula and, um, G- Gamora are Thanos's daughters or daughters. whatever yeah, right um, yeah, it's which, important which gives that'll me come back a little more a little more connection for uh for upcoming upcoming yeah, Infinity War. that's gonna be that's gonna be huge so that's a huge part of it i'm gonna 
I it's, it's we joked about this, but I but I liter- literally do forget some of the details. What did they do with the captainship of the ship? Captain whatever. You know what I mean. Sure. At the end? Yeah. Hmm. Did that they, is a good question. What, what did they do? Because they um, they sent... That's oh, right. Oh, no, they, they didn't. They, they didn't tell you. They sent her wrong. off. Like, she she yes. disappears. Like, she'll be she'll be back in a future episode if this show doesn't get canceled. Yeah, they, they sent her off. No, they, they ended the, sh- the series, this, this season, with, um, you're going to go get your captain. That's right. Your, your captain's at another station. And then all of a sudden, as they're traveling there, they get the distress call from the, from the Enterprise. From the Enterprise. And it's from Captain Pike. From Captain Enterprise. Pike. And do you think... Do you think Captain Pike becomes captain? They're too no. far. They're still like ten years ahead of are they? ahead of Kirk. I think. Are they? Okay. That's that's what I've read. I you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that, the but. I don't know the history of original Trek to know enough about Pike. I know the movie history of Pike, but that's that's it. Right um, in in the show. Um, I don't know how much of original series you've seen, but there's a there's a two parter episode called the menagerie where they took that's the first ones right yeah they it's they took footage from the original pilot that never aired it was in black and white and um and used that as flashbacks during pike's trial and in the present he's um he's been burned or whatever in some in some accident and he's uh what's the word He's completely paralyzed. Like he can't talk um, yeah. or anything, but he's 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 in a he's in a wheelchair that covers him up to his shoulders, and he can make the lights on his chair blink for yes or no. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's a, he's in a Professor X chair. Yeah, and he's I mean, except he can't he can't move at any you know the, right. he can make the right. chair move, but he can't talk. He can't move at all. Um, right. And that's Christopher Pike. He's a former captain of the enterprise before uh, and he, he gets more he gets more character development in the movies the new movies yeah well well the to see at the end that to do the pike you know thing and see the enterprise come up uh, the reason i have a mixed feeling on it was because it was almost a little gimmicky it's like this show through the season was doing a really great job of standing on its own and becoming its own thing yeah and i mean then, and that's the, the that's the best thing you can say about it because it really, really did not. It felt like it it very much was was. I mean, however you want to describe this, whatever verbs you want to use, but like the some of the biggest complaints that you can make about it, aside from a thoroughly uninteresting love story, mm-hmm. um, is that they departed pretty hard from a lot of the classic Trek, um, uh, I'd say tropes. tropes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I don't yeah, want, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be derogatory, but like the, and I'm, I'm probably over, uh, over positive in my, in my opinion of Trek lately in the last six months. But, um, you know, the ensemble cast, the, or the lack of ensemble cast, the completely different Klingon design, weird yep. voices, the ship that's like, it sort of has the same shape, but it's way too flat. And why does the yep. saucer spin? Um, you know, yep. completely new um, travel technology before almost any of the of the main canon. Yep. Um, 
just to just to name a few. There are others of that that I'm sure more diehard fans than me have have nitpicked about. But you know, it's that it's that argument of like one of my friends said on Twitter, like this is this is not very good Star Trek. It is very good sci-fi. I don't. I, 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 I don't totally know that I that. still agree with that. Like that was something he said after the pilot. Um, but in general, yeah, like it's it's very it's, new track. It's very it's, new. Track. It's this. It's the same thing that I said before. Like I think you need a general understanding of who Vulcans, Klingons, and even to an extent Orions are to to really fully appreciate it. So compared to other standalone sci-fi's that I've seen, which are just like. You know something like um, something like Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which I really enjoyed, is almost all world building. There's yeah. there's a little bit of narrative, but it's sort of it's one of those things that you often have to do, or is very common in sci fi, where you just you have to take a lot of time explaining what everything is. Yeah, or showing or whatever. Like I'm not saying. That it's just 100% exposition info dump, but yeah. So yeah, I don't know. This, I'm, I'm excited. I hope it gets picked up. I'll see where I see where it's going. Like, uh, yeah. Fox asked us in in one of the group chats, not us specifically, but in our in our group of friends. He's like, "Is anybody watching this? And if and if so, why?" I'm like, "What? What I thought of later, which I should have said at the time, was like, did you did you go see?" All three of the of the Star Wars prequels in theaters. Did you go see Episode Three? Yeah, like I, it's it's Star Trek. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go because it's not in theaters. But like I'm gonna watch it. It yeah, might be bad, theaters. but I'm not gonna. You know, you still want to know about and the thing. and it's coming yeah. out now. Like with the with the older shows that I missed, like in the late '90s, early 2000s, I would have had to like make really special effort to go find those. Now they're on Netflix and I'm finally right. catching up on them. But like it's new Star Trek coming out now. Like, you know, Into Darkness wasn't that great. Beyond was kind of forgettable. And so I'm like But I'm still if if Abrams or whoever Chris Pine make another one, I'm gonna go see it. Yeah. Like, the, although I, it's not I a thing Right. This isn't, I think you mentioned, you said it really well that it's not, I don't think it's Trek. I think it's still Trek, but I think it's new Trek. Um, if mm. you just love the next generation for what the next generation was and the way it presented things um, and haven't seen anything since then, um, this won't be Star Trek for you. I mean, it'll have some kind of things that are recognizable, but I mean, really, if you were just in a time loop where you got done watching the next generation then went into a cryo freeze came up and watched this you'd be like oh there's a few things that are star trek but i don't understand they're using some words but that's <laughs> about it um but it is this is the thing i was wanted to text you the other night was as i was watching that last episode um i was thinking this is so star wars there is there's so mm. much about fighting and and action scenes and they're shooting and and, and in combat that like, wow, this is definitely Star Wars here. And then there's some political drama and, you know, setting up strategy to attack things and bases and forts and yeah, the war. I would, hmm. And I was like, wow, this is definitely this is definitely Star Wars. I would um, I would almost consider it closer to BSG than Star Wars. But I I think of Star Wars as just straight up high fantasy 
set in space. Sure, I mean, sure. They have swords. <laughs> yeah, but well, but that's that's in, me. You right. know, in in the, in, in the one with the last one, they I don't want to get like, into the. I don't want to get into that that quote unquote battle again. Sure, sure, sure. Because sure, I think no, it's no. dumb, even though I have no, no, strong opinions about it. For some but, reason, but I, I mean, it was it was it was not that the. I always think of Star Trek as as a diplomacy based thing, an exploration kind of type right. thing, and this and with with even when our our Star Trek. Um, game that we're, we're a role-playing game we're playing it's it's very overt that combat isn't necessarily any kind of focus it's a 20 percent base type thing and as as the shows have always been um and this with the movies being maybe the exception because they're movies but but this one was really not that way at all there's just a lot of action in almost every scene there's action um, yeah. or in every episode um and it's a heavy part like it's building towards the action scenes Whereas several, many, most of all the next generation things, there's no combat action or whatever. It's all cerebral, right? Um, very, very cerebral. And there's some there's some difference between next generation and the other two shows, particularly um, Deep Space Nine. Presumably, I'm not up to the the Dominion War and the stuff with the Klingons yet, but that's yeah. what I've heard is that it gets more uh, gets a little as they actually get into a war, like then you obviously have more have more combat scenarios but yeah and 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 that's fine maybe that's what this is going to do it's it's very new trekkie and that it does feel like it's a movie um which is good and and overall this first very big big special effects i love i love the idea of the they go back and forth about is the view screen a screen or is it a window like sometimes it's a window and sometimes not and in in this in this it's very clearly a window right um I, i i like I like the show. I think overall, looking back on season one, I, I think it's a good one. I would I would watch it again. There's things that you can fast forward through. Sure. Again, anything by Tyler. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's fine. But there, there, but I don't think there was episodes that I would skip. I think all of the episodes were pretty solid. Um, I thought Michael Burnham being the main character was uh, with any scene she was not in with Tyler because she just became this completely different person when Even, she's in uh, scenes with him. You, you wouldn't skip... Um magic to make the sanest man go mad was that the one with uh mud with with dwight k Schrute? no 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 i thought he was important i thought i mean i thought that was a almost a character building one eh, yeah he was interesting enough but yeah. i didn't like the ending we talked about that one but yeah. it, it's fine the I, uh i no, have i, like I have somebody's Burnham. i have somebody's uh um adventure notes for a for a time loop star trek adventures uh oh that's uh session that's crazy we still have to, we haven't, I know we talked about even going into having an episode with talking about um, our, our RPG star, Star Trek sometime. We'll have star to get Trek our RPG. captain, we'll yeah, have to get I our think, captain in, on and hopefully, and hopefully by this time next week, we'll be done with our quote unquote first episode. It only, oh, right, t- right. It, it only took us like two months, two right. and a half, we'll, almost We're three. getting it figured out though. Um, we'll, have, we'll have our captain on Captain Chris and ha- have him. We'll, We'll get a stuff. we'll get a schedule. Maybe maybe Fox come back. I don't know. Right, because Fox but, is on uh, there too. Okay, so hey, let's talk about real quick while we got a little bit, just barely. We're a little over time here, but what's our what's next week's weekly challenge? This has been going pretty week, good so far. I weekly mean, challenge, not so great um, shows, but what's our new one? I think we decided we're, we're going to stick with Netflix originals. I think there's a there's a substantial enough stable of content there that we can uh, we can keep that going for a little while. Awesome. Um, what do you got? What, you got something good for me? I want something good. There's a movie. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I saw bits and pieces of it um, when I was at Trotsky's one time, and, okay. uh, and it was on in the other room. But it's a movie called "What Happened to Monday." 
Oh yeah, cool. All right, that's on my list. The the premise is uh, dystopian future where um, birth rates are controlled, whatever that's okay. called. That's a we've seen that in other. Uh, it's been done before. That's what I'm sure. trying to say. Um, yeah. But some family somehow has like five, maybe seven um, identical siblings. Yeah, uh, identical daughters, and they're all played by the same actress. Um, oh, so it's a orphan black, or is that what it's called? Yeah, a, kind of, kind of like yeah. orphan black, um, okay. except in orphan black they are clones. Okay, uh, no, but spoilers, it's the same actress but, playing same different characters. Yeah, it's a, it's the same idea, except this is this is just a movie; it's not a TV show. So, um, and they they all stay in, and one of them goes out each day of the week. So they they have their names based on what day of the week they go out and live as this fake personality, kind of like uh, Gattaca, because they gotta, gotta they gotta fool all of the all the censors and and things. And from my understanding, and could probably be assumed from the title, Monday goes missing. Yeah, the other girls don't know, and so they have to. You know, Figure go out. go out and and try to find her, even though she's what whatever. Like if she's been picked up, then they're like they they wouldn't the authorities wouldn't expect to see signs of her or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, well, I saw I saw the trailer for it way back when, and it looked interesting as I was watching through it. I was like, okay, add it to list. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, cool. Now I actually gotta I get to watch a show that it's on my list, and it's a movie, so it's not one of our series that we watch. Yeah, yeah. There's surprisingly for all of the. Netflix originals material that's out there, it's mostly TV shows. Yeah. I've had this long time feeling that Netflix wants to replace TV and not movies. I mean, I think they have their movie catalog and they they continue to get movie catalogs. Yeah, it it depends on what it is. I mean, I I frequently bring up the Fargo series in in this conversation. It's a little bit like where Black Mirror does a different world in each episode mm-hmm. um fargo is doing it's not a different world but a different time period a different story for each season with mostly right. different characters it's just yeah. in the same kind of region with the with the minnesota accents and all that stuff and so it's it's really like they're like 10 hour movies more more so than or we used to call those mini series Right, right. Those little um, short series things. Sort of like you're telling a story and you need, you know, you need more than two hours if you're a normal director, uh, three hours if you're, um, I don't know who, and uh, um, I don't know, I thought I had somebody for that, but or four right. hours if you're uh, Peter Jackson. Sure. <laughs> right. Um, you're like, yeah, we need more, you know, there's a lot of story here. It's like, like Game of Thrones or sure. or anything else. All right, man. Where where can people go to to get this episode or to check out some of the uh, some of our other episodes? Contact us, get information about you and I. Go to frontporchpodcast.com. There's uh, uh, com. contact contact forms. I think you can. I don't I don't know if you can get the email directly from there, but you can send us send us email through that contact form. You you'll be the first. But uh, ah, it's it's there. Our archive is there. Um, you can find we're on iTunes and yep. 
all of the other apps that just aggregate from iTunes. Cool. Lots of we're at, we're at epi- this is episode twenty six, so that 26. means that we are half we're officially halfway through our first year. Halfway, wow! Pretty pretty consistently, it's pretty awesome. Six months, six months. I barely remember that. I remember six weeks ago. I wonder when. Um, man, the, if we the, if we had actually managed to record our first episode at Gen Con, oh, um, that was our plan. I think originally, yeah, we could have uh, we could have done our our hundredth episode. Well, our hundredth episode will be before the one year. Yeah, that actually right. might be pretty close to Gen Con. I don't know that I want to try and do a hundredth episode at Gen Con. That might be at Gen Con. We'll we'll we'll, we'll have it together at that point. But uh, six months right, into right. this, it's, we'll right. we'll do we, a live I, I show for there. sure. Whether whether it's our hundredth show, we'll, we'll have to go back and listen to our listen to our pilot again and ho- yeah, hopefully I, hopefully laugh at at how much we've gotten better at this <laughs> so I, 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 that's not something i would generally encourage i i like people listening to our library but uh start with you know episode 10 at least or maybe you know five, oh yeah but. yeah not <laughs> not the listeners i mean you and me to go back yeah right and, and right listen the, the to listeners, and go, i'm not going to suggest oh you man we're podcast. we're so much better at this than we were which I, I would hope you know make a little make a little progress a little uh a little hero's journey right well here's <laughs> yeah, bringing it all back well, and our last twenty six episodes, we've had some nice chock full of uh, last six months of great guests and some good conversations on there. So hopefully, even in the future, we've got we've got several people I know lined up that we have yet to come on. We've talked about here, um, and we we want to have them come on in the future. So keep on listening for for the next six months, and we're going to have even more of those characters show up. Yep, um, they'll get them on the show to talk about. A bunch of nerd stuff. All right, and there's a, some rumblings of some podcast crossovers and such, even. So oh, yeah. keep on yeah. listening. We'll 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 tune you on as they come and let you know what those coming. Um, but uh, I think that's good for this week, dude. What do you think? I think so. Got uh, got some Kakakuri uh, Guri Gagari, some Star Trek Discovery, <laughs> and some Black Panther. Some, all some good Black stuff. Panther comic books. We got we covered it all this week. We got the geek geek world coming in yeah, all right man yeah. so this is uh for the front porch this is michael and dennis have a good week everybody good night everybody <laughs>